We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Stacy Castor dialed 911 on August 22, 2005. She appeared upset as she explained that her husband had locked himself in their room and that she was concerned he could hurt himself. Indeed, the police would later find the lifeless body of David Castor in their bedroom, a glass of antifreeze next to him. In the weeks that followed, authorities would begin to question the account of events that Stacy gave, also finding several strange clues in their home. After finding that there, that her first husband would also die young, they would take another look at both of the deaths. And what they found would rock the community of Syracuse, New York. Hello fellow weirdos, it's Dom and welcome to this week's episode of Horror House. As always, please take this as your reminder that you are a absolute legend, you are a big deal, you're amazing, you're wonderful, you're beautiful, you're stunning, you're stupendous, you're splendid, Um, I can't think of any more that begin with s stupefying i don't know if that's good or not um but yes uh, you're amazing and thank you for supporting our humble little podcast we say it every episode um but we genuinely mean it thank you so much for all the support you give us uh you guys are amazing with the love and we always appreciate it um so as you've noticed it's just uh, me this week me and Amy couldn't record together this week. We we had to postpone um, recording together, but we still wanted to bring you content. We still wanted to bring you an episode. So I said that I would man the ship um, and I would take the reins for a solo episode. And it's a it's a pretty wild case, one that I hadn't heard of before. So I thought, you know what, for a solo episode, let's talk about this one because it's it's. It's insane. So without further ado, let's get into it. Let's talk about Stacey Castor. Um, and yeah, she's not a very good woman. <laughs> Shocker, right? She's <laughs> On Horror House, we're talking about someone that isn't a particularly good person. Who would have thought? But yeah, let's get into the case of Stacey Castor. Um, and it's wild. So buckle up because it gets crazy. Let's go. So Stacy Castor was born in Clay, uh, New York on July the 24th, 1967. Little was known about her early life, um, but her subsequent, uh, obviously her subsequent fame would end up eclipsing her youth. Um, but Castor's mother claims that her daughter once did have big dreams. Uh, quote, Stacy was very intelligent, her mother, Judy Eaton, would say. She always wanted to be a paralegal or a lawyer. Uh, Despite having started taking the necessary lessons in high school, Castor would eventually abandon her goals when she met Michael Wallace at the age of 17. 
and in Stacey Caster's telling it was love at first sight where have we heard that one before um quote michael's the love of my life caster would state years later um and on april the 7th 1990 the two would become husband and wife uh their first daughter ashley would enter the world in 1988 followed by a second daughter brie in 1991 they appeared to have a strong marriage uh, from the outside Eaton recalls her daughter being, quote, as happy as she'd ever been after her marriage. Uh, marriage. However, this would only be surface level. This was only on the surface, people. Things were very much less happy marriage um, beyond the surface. When you dig a little deeper, it is not happy marriage. Um, very much not. Wallace drank too much, uh, according to, to Stacey, um, and they had little money, even though they both had full-time jobs with opposing schedules. Uh, Michael would work uh, nights as a mechanic, and Stacey would work days at an ambulance dispatch firm. Uh, according to friends, the relationship began to lose its luster over time, uh, rumours of both husband and wife um cheating would swell uh, and with the holidays on the horizon in late 1999 michael would mysteriously begin to feel unwell uh, according to his sister-in-law uh melanie uh Kime, quote it was on and off for like six weeks um Wallace was uh described as acting um quote drunk uh, very unsteady. However, nobody was able to figure out what was uh, wrong with the 38-year-old. Uh, Wallace would tell his sister-in-law um, himself that he was, quote, just really tired of feeling this way. Um, Michael Wallace's sister, Rosemary Corbett, described the family supper on Christmas Eve. Um, quote, Mike was coughing a lot and was, quote, swollen and puffy. Uh, Ashley, um, then 11 years old, recalled being at home with her father one day in January, uh, one January day in 2000. He was laying on the couch making what, uh, quote, he was laying on the couch making what I thought were funny faces. And all of a sudden, he just sticks his arm up in the air and puts his arm on his side. And then his arm just fell down. Uh, Ashley would leave the house to pick up her sister from school, leaving her father on the couch. Um, and unfortunately, uh, that would be the final time that Ashley would see her father alive. Doctors would contribute his death um, to a heart attack. Um, his family, however, weren't so sure and would demand an autopsy. Um, however, Stacey Castor wasn't a massive fan of this idea um, and would straight up refuse. Um, I wonder why Stacey Castor would, would refuse an autopsy. I wonder why. I'm sure there's no ulterior motive, you know, to, to say no. Right? Instead, Stacey Castor would move on. Um, 
she would conveniently obtain Michael Wallace's $55,000 life insurance coverage. Um, and the following year, she married her second husband, David Castor. Married for two years, she had found her Prince Charming in David. Uh, David made his wife feel comfortable and secure from the start, uh, buying her gowns and bringing her out to beautiful restaurants. Quote, Stacy was loved. Uh, she was treated like a lady, said longtime friend uh, Danny Coleman. Uh, even though everything seemed to be going well, Stacy Castor's two teenage children from her first marriage, uh, Ashley and Bree, found it more difficult to get along with their stepfather. Uh, Danny um, said that David used to refer to the older, older daughter, Ashley, um, as being, quote, selfish and disrespectful. Um, Ashley would say, quote, he didn't want to be our father, but then he acted in ways he was trying to be. Um, their uh, adversarial relationship was a continuous case of contention um, in the home, including a fight the weekend David Castor um, would pass away. He was planning a vacation for the couple's wedding anniversary and wanted to be alone with his wife, um, but she refused to leave her younger daughter, um, Brie, 15 years old at the time, um, at home. Uh, after a contentious fight, uh, Stacey told ABC News that she had never seen her husband so angry in their two years of marriage. Uh, she attributed her husband's aggressive behaviour um, to the booze that he'd been drinking. Uh, when he fell over and was unable to stand up by his own power, she claimed that she thought he was a tad sloshed. Just a tad sloshed. Just... Just a bit gazeboed, uh, just a bit car parked. Um, might not have been able to find his arse cheeks with two hands, you know. Um, she became irritated when he locked her out of their bedroom, um, but she later claimed to have heard him snoring. Uh, Danny Coleman would say, quote, she said she put her ear up to the door. Um, she said she heard him snoring. You know, he snored like a Mack truck, so she knew he was in there sleeping. However, that was not quite true because David Castor wasn't in the room sleeping. Uh, rather, David Castor was in the room slowly dying. Uh, in a panic, Stacy would dial 911 and explain to the operator that her husband had locked himself in their room, not responding to any of her calls. Uh, quote, my husband just locked himself in the bedroom for the last day. I'm really scared, you know, um, she would say on the phone. Uh, Castor was waiting in the uh, front garden um, when the police would arrive. Onondaga, <laughs> what a name! What a name for a what a name for a place. Onondaga. <laughs> Onond I think that's wrong. I don't know. Um, sorry, people of YouTube. Sorry, people listening. If I've absolutely butchered that, um, it is what it is. Um, Onondaga uh, County Sheriff Department Sergeant Robert Willoughby um, noted that she had mentioned that David had been uh, despondent and that she had expressed concern about the gun he kept in his room. Uh, the sergeant entered the house with this knowledge uh, in hand and knocked on the bedroom door. Um, he 
quote, banged on the door since he could hear the television but didn't get a response. Uh, Willoughby made several uh, futile attempts to peer through the bedroom window before forcing his way inside. Uh, quote, I kicked the door in, um, he said, and it was here that he would find a nude David Castor laying emotionless across the bed. Uh, the officers discovered cranberry juice, apricot brandy, and a couple of glasses next to him on the bedside. Willoughby claims that, uh, quote, one of the glasses is half full of a bright green, uh, green liquid, um, and that an antifreeze container um, was laying on the floor close to the bed. Willoughby would quickly call for paramedics, uh, but at this point, it was too late. Uh, David Castor would be dead at the age of 48. And I think that's a good point to end the first part of this episode and take a little break um, and you can go and grab a drink, you can have a cigarette, you can grab a snack, get cosy and get ready for part two um, of this tale of Stacey Castor and the murder of her husband, David. I shall see you back here in not but a moment. Hello, Twisted Humans. Do you find yourself wanting to know more about the latest murder, conspiracy, cults, or haunting? Then this is the podcast for you. We're bringing the most intense stories that'll keep you up at night. He was found guilty of voluntary manslaughter and felonious assault, but was only sentenced to five months of probation and this would be the last time that anyone ever saw Fiona. Uh, there are allegedly two women who also drowned in a first class pool. Was this the same glowing green that they had seen in the darkness the night before? He had refused to sit near the wagon cloth because of stains on it, which were most likely blood. Join us every Tuesday for a glass of wine or sangria and a dose of true crime. I'm Alicia. And I'm Sierra. And this is Twisted, Twisted and, and Uncorked. Hey, friends of Horror House. I'm Britt. And I'm Alexa. And we're the hosts of They Don't Stay Dead. We're a paranormal podcast from Australia, and we've made it our mission to share with you all the real-life ghost stories and haunted locations from our home, as well as some encounters with supernatural beings and reports of unknown mysteries. From haunted asylums and ghost ships to big cat cryptids and alien encounters, there's something for everyone. We release new episodes every Thursday. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to check out our Instagram at They Don't Stay Dead for weekly updates. We get a little bit spooky and a lot silly. So join us for some laughs and a tale of the unknown. Stay spooky, paranormies. Back to you, Dom and Amy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to part two uh, of this week's episode. We we left off with with david castor being discovered dead um in the room in the bedroom an antifreeze container laying next to him um a few glasses or one of the glasses full of uh some bright green green liquid i keep saying green i can pronounce my r's just in case anyone was wondering um so let's get into part two and let's get into the investigation um and what's found 
and and let's finish up this this tale, shall we? So detectives searched and collected materials from around the residence, including drinking glasses and various bottles from the bedroom, as well as a turkey baster, uh, of all things, uh, discovered in the kitchen rubbish can. Willoughby also observed a cooking tool, um, looked brand new but smelled like alcohol, and had a few drips of liquid in it when he took a closer look. Um, other oddities uh, piqued the investigation investigators' interest. Um, Castor would claim her husband was depressed after his father died, but his ex-wife vowed he would never attempt to kill himself. Um, and David Castor um, had left his entire $300,000 estate to, guess who? His wife, one Stacey Castor, completely cutting out his own son. Uh, make it that what you will. <laughs> uh, Robert Stoffercher, I think, um, chief deputy medical examiner, would perform the autopsy on David. Um, he would state, quote, there were crystals and the presence of those crystals in the kidney confirmed that he died of ethylene glycol toxicity um or in simpler terms if you're like me and you can't say big words david castor had died from guess what antifreeze poisoning i wonder who could have done that <laughs> um toxicologists claimed that the sweet tasting liquid uh, which is virtually undetectable causes the organs to shut down um even after consuming a small amount. Um, it is a very slow and a very painful way uh, to die. Uh, the coroner concluded that Castor had killed himself uh, based on what he discovered in the report. However, Detective Dominic Spinelli from the Ondoga, Onondoga, Onondaga, uh, that's going to trip me up this entire episode, um, Sheriff's Department, and a street-savvy detective from New York City had his doubts. Quote, a sixth sense is something you develop throughout your career. Um, it tells you something isn't right. A closer look into Stacey Castor's phone records showed that she had only called her husband once on the day he passed away. Um, the fingerprints on the seized glass, which was only partially filled with antifreeze, were found to surprise surprise belonged to stacy not david uh according to the police and there were none on the antifreeze container that was discovered on the floor um and although the turkey baster which appeared to be brand new and was discovered in the trash can had no prints on it it did have david castor's dna on the tip investigators concluded that they needed to learn more about Stacey Castor, since they were sceptical of her version of events. Um, they decided to speak to her ex-husband, Michael Wallace. Um, and, of course, they would, find, they would find that he, too, had died under mysterious circumstances. Um, Spinelli made the decision to exhume um, Michael Wallace's body. Um, and Spinelli's uh, suspicions would turn out to be correct. 
there were signs of antifreeze poisoning on Wallace's body. Um, one of his strange symptoms, feeling drunk when he wasn't, made sense. Um, quote, that's a classic symptom of antifreeze poisoning, explained District Attorney Bill Fitzpatrick. Um, investigators chose to question Stacey Castor once they had a good understanding of what might have occurred to Michael Wallace and David Castor. Um, and Stacey would be asked a variety of questions by the detectives. And then Spinelli would ask a seemingly innocent question, um, which was which of the two glasses on David Castor's nightstand had Castor filled with cranberry juice? Well, Stacy responded, when I poured the anti-free, I mean cranberry juice, and then she would stop the interview and declared that the investigators were attempting to frame her. Well, not really, love. Your dumbass just fucked up and gave yourself away, you silly fucking bitch. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Imagine that. You're framing me. <laughs> like, no. You just, you slipped up um, because you're not a very good criminal, Stacey Castor. Oh, dearie me. And although the police believed that they were close to making an arrest, Stacey Castor would have one more trick up her sleeve to avoid prison. One that would see her attempt to kill and set up her own daughter. That's right. This bitch was willing to not only set up her own daughter, but kill her own daughter. Like, what the fuck? Mother of the year and wife of the year, Stacey Castor, everybody. Um, detectives told Stacey Castor's daughter, Ashley, age 20 at this point, that her father, Michael, had been poisoned a few days after her mother's slip of the tongue. For solace, um, Ashley dialed her mother um, and Stacy would invite her daughter over for a drink because they'd, quote, had a hard day um, as cops would listen over a wiretap. But after her mother made her a drink, Ashley would start to feel tired and then and she would she would go to sleep. And the next day, um, her mother suggested that they do it again. Uh, so the next day, Castor invited Ashley to have a drink um, at the house once more and offered her a, quote, nasty tasting beverage, uh, which she originally rejected. She would eventually give in and drink it, however, and her mother would give Ashley a straw to place um, behind her throat. Um, 17 hours later, Ashley would be found comatose in bed by her younger sister, Bree. Um, the next thing Ashley knew, um, she was in the hospital. The detective in front of her had a grim expression. Uh, he told her that the EMTs had found her with a typed suicide note um, that confessed to the murders of both Michael Wallace and David Castor. Um, the note would ramble on for 750 words um, without punctuation. Um, Man, that's like, <laughs> that's like half of most of my essays at university. <laughs> Except, you know, I use punctuation. Um, 
because I'm not like super, super clever, but I'm also clever enough to use punctuation. Um, however, one aspect of the note would catch the attention of the detectives, the spelling of antifreeze. It was spelled antifree, just as Stacy Castor had pronounced it when questioned. Um, investigators had been gathering evidence against Castor for the deaths of her husbands um, for two years, and she would be detained in 2007 for attempted for the attempted murder of Ashley and the second degree murder um, of David. Ashley's computerized suicide note, um, according to the prosecution, was obviously <laughs> shocker written by her mother. Uh, when brought to the stand, she testified that she did not murder either her father or her stepfather, um, nor did she write the suicide note. William Fitzpatrick, the district attorney um, for, for God's sake, on, 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 Onondaga County uh, and chief assistant DA um, Christine Garvey argued that David's alleged suicide um, was impossible. Um, this was due to the absence of his fingertip, uh, fingerprints on any glass or container contaminated with the toxic chemical um, ethylene glycol, which is present in antifreeze, um, and the turkey baster discovered in the kitchen garbage that contained both ethylene glycol and his DNA. Um, they believed that this implied that he had been forced-fed uh, the antifreeze. Uh, prosecutors discovered multiple drafts of the alleged suicide note after searching um, Stacy's computer. Uh, <laughs> um, smart move. Smart move, Stacy. Um, smart move. Probably delete the drafts. Um, like, why? Oh, why? Why? If Why? try and be a criminal if you're shit at it um <laughs> what a surprise how she didn't get away with this um who would have thought who would have thought um forensic investigators found that based on the timestamps, it had been written while ashley was in school providing that she could not have been the one who typed them um charles keller and todd smith the attorneys on caster's defense team were focused on casting doubt on Castor's guilt um, in the killings. Ashley's account of what happened was the target of their efforts to poke holes um, in it and show that Ashley uh, was was potentially capable of killing um, her father. Um, they pointed out that Wallace uh, preferred Bree above Ashley and said that Ashley may have committed the murder at such a young age due to um, jealousy over this they would also bring up um david castula's castula what the fuck castor's um turbulent relationship with um ashley and then in a last ditch effort in a in a hail mary attempt stacy herself would end up taking the stand uh, she remained adamant that Ashley was the one who killed uh, Michael Wallace and David Castor um, and would refuse to offer any speculation as to why other than to um, insinuate that her daughter had a mental illness. 
what a loving mother. Um, Fitzpatrick pointed out that Ashley's mother had never sought therapy uh, for her daughter and that Ashley, um, more and more than that, that Ashley had never even showed any signs of a mental illness. Um, Fitzpatrick stated that Castor's actions throughout David and Ashley's sickness made little sense, given the years that she had worked for an ambulance um, dispatch firm. Uh, she left Ashley untreated for 17 hours um, while saying that David, who was stumbling, throwing up, and unable to stand on his own two feet, quote, looked okay. <laughs> looked okay. <laughs> Man's legit dying. And Sasha's just like, ah, he looks okay. I look, go to sleep it off. Stop being, you know, you got the man flu. You're, you're such, oh, stop being such a pansy. God. <laughs> um, he also questioned uh, why a mother who had lost two spouses to poisoning would not look for assistance um, for a daughter in Ashley's situation. Um, in an effort to refute the prosecution's assertion that Castor had drugged Ashley 17 hours before she was transported to the hospital, um, Stacey's defence team called a pharmaceutical expert to testify in their favour. However, this didn't help Stacey Castor's cause. And later on, um, or eventually, Castor would be found, Stacey Castor would be found guilty of attempted second-degree murder for overdosing Ashley and second-degree murder for the poisoning death of her husband David on February the 5th, 2009. And because Stacey is a little bitch, um, she would have her eyes closed as the verdicts were written uh, were read out. This woman. <laughs> this woman. Oh, my Lord. Um, Castor was put, quote, in a class all by herself um, by Judge um, Fahey, uh, who said that he had never witnessed a parent attempt to murder their child in order to frame them for a crime they themselves committed um he sentenced ashley to uh sorry not ashley ashley's definitely not going to jail uh just want to clear that up um he sentenced stacy to the maximum of 25 years to life for the murder of david and to another 25 years for attempting to kill ashley um for forging david castor's will he ordered her to serve an additional one and one third to four years in prison one and one third is very specific. <laughs> um, but despite the traumatic trial and Castor being dubbed, quote, the Black Widow um, by the media, at least one person refused to accept Stacey Castor had murdered her husband. Ashley Wallace, in the opinion of Castor's, of Stacey Castor's mother, is the real murderer. Yes. Despite the mountain of evidence, to the contrary, despite the mountain of evidence pointing to Stacy as the murderer, it was Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, Miss Stacy Castor's mother. Uh, Stacy Castor's mother would say, quote, Ashley had ample time and ample opportunity. To the absolute surprise of nobody, 
um, Stacey Castor would insist on her own innocence as well. Um, in 2009, um, she declared, quote, I did not kill Michael Wallace, I did not kill David Castor, and I did not try to kill my daughter, period. And I will never say that I did, ever. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, Stacey. Um, and Stacey Castor would take this insistence of innocence to the grave with her, dying in 2016 uh, due to a heart attack. Um, obviously, never admitting responsibility for the crimes that she had committed um, or was convicted. I would say was convicted, but it seems quite obvious that it was Stacey. Um, but that's just me. Maybe it was Ashley. Maybe maybe this whole thing is a sham and maybe Stacey Castor is innocent. Yeah, I don't think that's true. Though. Um, after being imprisoned, Stacey Castor would never see either of her daughters again. Um, Stacey and Bree would never communicate again after the trial. Um, although she acknowledged that losing her mother was difficult, uh, she added, quote, I was happy that they said she was guilty because we all know that she's guilty. Um, Ashley would say of her mother, quote, she was my best friend too. She was. Uh, and then she took that all away. I would have done anything for her, but she decided she wanted to kill me instead. And that is our episode. That is the case of Stacey Castor. I think it's quite clear. <laughs> I think it's quite clear who killed Michael Wallace and David Castor? It might have been Stacy. Um, yeah, just a wild case. You you think that doing this for for as long as as I have, and you know, as long as Amy has as well, you know, for as long as we've both done this for, I I wouldn't get surprised um, at cases. But I'd not heard of this one. Um, I'll admit I've not I'd not heard of Stacy Castor. Um, and I, and I saw this and pretty quickly I was hooked and I had to look into it a little bit more and, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, it's insane, insane. Um, but I hope that you enjoyed, uh, this little solo episode. If you would like to, if you like what we do at the pot for the podcast, there are many ways that you can support us. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at horrorhouse underscore pod. You can follow us on um, your podcast app of choice. We're on all of them. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Good Pods, um, just any any and all podcast apps. We're there. So give us a follow on your podcast app of choice, whatever that may be. Um, also, uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel where. It, it's growing it, it you know we're we're at 74 subscribers now i think um you know and we're getting a nice little community there so it would be amazing if you could subscribe if you would like to support us financially there is the buy me a coffee link um where you can donate to the show and it helps us you know keep producing more content and it's a one-time donation no you know it's not like patreon where it's a subscription you know you make your three pound donation and that's it. That's all you got to do. You're not going to have, you know, sneaky charges come out your bank account. And, you know, if you want to support us financially, it's a it's a really good way to do it. So 
all that's left to say from me is, as always, stay stupendous, stay stunning, um, stay superb, but most of all, stay bloody spooky.